What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today is an amazing day for the NBA. The playoffs have officially begun. Um, I believe the first matchup is the Miami Heat versus the Milwaukee Bucks at 1 o'clock today. Um, Also, I did not say the date. It is Saturday, May 22nd, two days before my 21st birthday, 2021. yeah, I mean, the the play-in tournament ended last night. It was pretty surreal. It was pretty crazy. Um, it, it did not go how a lot of people expected it to go. Some people expected it to go exactly that way. It was really a fan-favorite kind of thing. You know, you really were just rooting for whoever you liked more because there was no clear team to win the matchups that were last night and, and the night before, even with the Lakers and the Warriors. Um, if you did not know... LeBron James with a clutch three-pointer to win the game against Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. I believe it was like 113 to 110. Excuse me. Um, I forget the exact score. LeBron is moving on into the playoffs. Um, the Wizards are moving on into the playoffs after defeating the Pacers. The Pacers defeated the, uh, the Hornets. Um, the Celtics defeated the... I have the, I have the exact stats right here. here. I'll pull it up for you so it makes more sense. All right, so Memphis beat the, the uh, Memphis beat the Spurs. Ooh, I stuttered. Um, then last night, Memphis beat the Warriors. The Lakers beat the Warriors. Um, so that's that. That's that's for the West. Then in the East, we have the Pacers who beat the Hornets. Then the uh, the Washington Wizards beat the Pacers. Then the Celtics beat the uh, Washington Wizards in the beginning. So they move on instantly in their end. So here's the correct seeding right now. For the NBA playoffs, all eight teams on each side. There is no more. It is no more playing. It's over. There's eight. There's 16 teams, um, and we're gonna start off with the West. First off, in the West, we have the number one seed, the Utah Jazz, versus the number eight seed, the Memphis Grizzlies. It's a. It's gonna be a very, very interesting matchup with that. A lot of people think Utah's overrated. I typically like them. I think the only reason you think they're overrated is because you haven't seen them really play in the playoffs at that level. Um, to the level that they've been playing at all year. They're still a number one seed for a reason. I think you got to take them seriously. Um, but I love John Morant. I love Valanchunas and all of them. I think they could definitely go deep into these playoffs if they use the correct, you know, formats. And, and, and everything just has to work perfectly. I mean, they have great chemistry right now. So you can't really say specifically one way or the other that it's going to work out or it's not going to work out. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Next up, we got the number four seed, the L.A. Clippers versus the number five seed, the Dallas Mavericks. This one's going to be really interesting. I really like the Clippers this year. Um, I think they had a very humbling year last year, you know, with playoff P and and Kawhi Leonard having beef with Patrick Williams, or not Patrick Williams, Patrick Beverly and Lou Williams. And, you know, now Lou is gone. Pat is, you know, Pat is Pat, so you can't really be mad at him. Um... He's kind of like a Draymond Green type character. Like, you, he, you can have beef with him, but it's always for the right reasons. They were mad at him, from what I'm hearing, um, was because he was late to, like, team bus rides, team plane rides, team meetings, and all that stuff, which is completely... And the load management shit. It's completely understandable. Um, but, you know, now you got Rojan Rondo in there, um, uh, Zubak, and so many others. It's going to be really interesting and a lot of fun to see this team play. On the other side of things... I think Luka could go crazy. I think Luka is going to go crazy. He's very underrated. He got very, very cheesed on the MVP poll this year. Um, he had an amazing season. I'm not saying he deserved to be the MVP. I'm just saying he had a great season and no one's really talking about it. Luka's really under the radar right now, I feel like. 
If we're going to talk about Luka's stats this year, he had 27.7 points per game in 34.3 minutes in 66 games played, um, 47.9% field goal percentage, 8 rebounds a game, and 8.6 assists per game. The man, the man almost averaged a triple-double. Um, that's just the facts. That's just the facts. He was too shy of each to average a triple-double. And that's fucking crazy. That's fucking crazy. For so many different ways. He's bringing Dallas back on the map. And I'm really excited for it. I love Luka Doncic. He's one of my favorite players in the NBA. Obviously my favorite player. Jimmy Butler. Um, Derek Rose. And, and Zach Levine and others. But, but Luka is definitely in my top five. There's no doubt about it. Chris Paul is another one. Um, but I'm really excited for it. I really think this could be a really entertaining series. You know the beef they had last year. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's a really big game changer. I think... You know, it's going to be pretty heated, and uh, th- that's what we love about it. We don't love these matchups where guys are buddy-buddy. Like, we want these matchups. Like, I'm honestly, we're going to talk about it a little bit later in the East, and, I, and, I, and I'll save it for that, but I'm honestly rooting for an underdog in the East so they can go against Brooklyn because um, that'll be fucking nuts. But it's a long stretch, but it, it is what it is. I'll be, I'll be betting on him in DraftKings just to make the buck, um, but it is what it is. Um... Next up, we got a very interesting one. We got the number three Sabres playing against the the Portland Trailblazers. I'm really excited about this. I think it's going to be something very special. I don't know why I said the Sabres. Um, it's obviously the Denver Nuggets. It's also the NHL playoffs right now, and I, I have gotten, I've been mixing up everything. So I'm so sorry about that. I don't know why I said the Sabres. It is the Denver Nuggets versus the Portland Trailblazers. And here's the crazy thing about the Trailblazers right now. Damian Lillard is going insane. He is going out of his mind. He's so upset. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder after the comments he recently just made about Steph Curry being an MVP candidate. If you didn't hear that already, here's the exact quote from Damian Lillard um, just from the other day. He said, quote, last year it was people like Stephen A. Smith saying, man, I love what Dame is doing, but he can't be the MVP because they're the, the eighth seed. But last year, I averaged 30 points per game and eight, eight assists per game on 46% field goal percentage, 40% three-point percentage. Um... And 90% free throw percentage. But last year, they're like, man, we can't consider him an MVP because they're the eighth seed. And now it's like, it's okay. That's what he's talking about. Steph Curry is a top three finalist for the MVP this year, but they didn't even make the playoffs. They lost in the play-in against John Morant and LeBron James. Um, And and that's just the crazy part because Steph Curry is going insane. Don't get me wrong. He's going absolutely insane. Um, Well, he was. Not anymore. But, um... The, the man put the team on his back. Let's be real. I mean, James, Wines, James Wiseman was out. I don't know why I said his name like that. I think I got allergies. Um, Kelly Oubre was out. All he had was Draymond Green and, and Andrew Wiggins. And, you know, that's not really saying much. <coughs> yeah, I do. Anyways, um, sorry about that. But Damian Lillard is without a doubt going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. You know, last year, all he really had was... CJ McCollum, I believe he had like a partially broken back. He missed a lot of time. Carmelo Anthony, um, their, their, their center had issues. I believe his, his grandmother passed away or something. Um, and I think he, he was just, you know, dealing with a lot of the time. I forget exactly what the situation was, um, but it was very sad. And 
you know, they still didn't consider him for the MVP, and he definitely did deserve that credential. He definitely did deserve that honor uh, as a big part as a big part of the NBA that I never understood. It's kind of a favoritism type of thing. You know what I mean? Um, you know, LeBron James was playing with as many people as he was, and he was an MVP candidate. And it just it doesn't make any sense to me. But with that being said. I think he's just going to be playing with a great big chip on his shoulder. Carmelo should be having a chip on his shoulder because he's back in the playoffs again um, on his second year with the Trailblazers. And, you know, I mean, he's just happy where he is now. He understands the system better. I think it's going to be great. McCullum is healthy from what I'm understanding, um, and, and their role players are pretty decent. But here's the real case right now. They're playing up against the Denver Nuggets with the true MVP, in my opinion. You know, um, personally... I would have probably gave it to Steph, but, um, you know, you, you really just can't, you can't pick favorites and you can't pick guys you love. Nikola Jokic, Jokic, not Jokic, Jokic is one of those MVP candidates that you just never thought would become an MVP candidate. He's without a doubt the craziest dark horse MVP candidate that there ever was because going into the season, no one had him. They had Jamal Murray before they had Jokic. Let's just be real. Um... They, they really did, but then, you know, I mean, Jokic just, Jokic just became the number one scorer on the team in every way possible, um, and, and there's, no, there's no, nothing you could say to me to say that he doesn't deserve it because the man just completely balled out, um, like, without question. Let's talk about his 2020 stats right now, or his 2021 stats, basically. 26.4 points per game in 34.6 minutes a game. 56.6% uh, for field goal percentage. 10.8 rebounds a game. 8.3 assists per game. The man just balled out. There's no doubt about it. He's the, one of the true MVPs. He's the favorite to win, and I believe it's um, Jokic, Embiid, and Steph Curry. And personally, Embiid was going nuts. Don't get me wrong. I watched him drop 50 on the Bulls' heads the one night. I believe it was in February or something like that. Um, but without a doubt, it was, it was crazy. It was some, one of those things where... If he didn't get injured, I think he could make a clear case for it, especially because they're the number one seed in the East. So it's like, I definitely do. And with Ben Simmons not really progressing in any way other than defense, um, which is great. He probably will win Defensive Player of the Year. He's definitely a, a finalist for that right now. I forget exactly who's in the other, others with him, but it um, doesn't really matter. He is the best offensive player on that team, and he is carrying that offense on his back. He truly is. You know, you got Dwight Howard, Danny Green, and others, um, but he is he's the focal point of that offense, and there's no doubt about that. So I'm really excited for that matchup. You got, you know, um, two MVP finalists just going up against each other. You know, Dame from Dame from a year ago, even though he wasn't truly a finalist, I think he should have been considered one. We got some two real hoopers just gonna, that are going to be going at it. Um, and with Ben Simmons' defense, I think it, it could be a wrap, but you really don't know because Dame – Dame time is a different, Dame dollar, baby, is, it's a different breed. Um, there's no doubt about that. There's no denying that, that, you know, no matter who's on him, you can, get, Dame is different. Um, but yeah, that's what we got for that so far. That's the third and sixth seed. Then we got the number two seed, the Phoenix Suns going up against the seventh seed, the LA Lakers. Oh, this is going to be nasty. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and, and, and company are going to be playing against Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Sorry, let me correct that. Going to be playing against LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond, 
um, and, and company. It's going to be very crazy. I think it's going to be a great series. I definitely think it could go to seven games, the way that the Lakers have been playing. Um, LeBron actually got into a little bit of trouble last night, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what happened was, I guess Le- Drake was at the Lakers game when the Lakers beat the, the Warriors. And he was all hype and, you know, doing his bandwagon shit because the Toronto Raptors are ass um, yet again. But it's one of those things where, you know, they had a little bit of a party afterwards and LeBron was there. And I guess he broke protocol, but um, he's not going to get suspended or any punishment because I guess it, there was no. Um, I, it probably was one of those scenarios where everybody at the party was fully vaccinated. That's the, only, that's the only way it makes sense to me. Now, I'm not going to get into a debate with you about vaccinations and all that stuff because it, it really has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I think it is a little bit crazy that LeBron James doesn't face any punishment when guys like James Harden did and guys like, you know, other people do. Um, it's kind of fucked up. It is fucked up. But, you know, obviously, if they did that to him in the playoffs, it'd be a, it'd be a huge problem. But if he gives everyone COVID, that's going to be even a, a bigger problem. So then we're going to get a shutdown in the middle of the NBA playoffs because LeBron wanted to hang out with Drake. Um, but, you know, hope for the best. Hopefully not. Hopefully everyone's vaccinated. Like, you know, they're kind of saying that there was no threat. Um, and I assume that's what that means. I really have no idea. But that matchup as a whole, I think, is going to be great. Devin Booker, everyone's worried about how he's going to perform in the playoffs. Um, I'm not worried at all. Excuse me. Um, I'm not worried at all just because with Chris Paul by his side, he's going to keep him humble. He's going to keep his head on right. That's what Chris Paul does. Chris Paul will keep this team on his back. Chris Paul will, you know, mentor these kids like he has all year. Devin Booker's been thirsty for the playoffs for years, and he's finally here. So I promise you he's probably not going to try to squander that opportunity by, by cheesing it or blowing the game. I truly do believe in Devin Booker. I think it's going to be a great series, a great matchup. Um, and honestly, I have the Suns winning it. I really do. I hate betting against LeBron because LeBron has proven me wrong time and time again as a Bulls fan throughout the Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler years, you know, and Joakim Noah days. I mean, he has just proven me wrong with the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers time and time again. But I really love CP3 and what Devin Booker are cooking up out there. And I definitely think it could be an interesting take, an interesting time. Um, I'm really excited for that. But that's what we have for the East, or the West, I'm sorry. Now we're going into the East. I'm really excited about the East as well. I keep saying it's every, every matchup is going to be special. But honestly, these matchups are some of my favorites that we've had in years. I mean, they just, they, they just blend perfectly together, um, especially this, this uh, first matchup I'm really excited about. Um, but actually, it's the last. I'll, I'll talk about that one last. But um, first up, we got the number one seed, the 76ers, versus the number eight seed in the Washington Wizards. That's Bradley Beal, um, Daniel Gafford, Russell Westbrook, and, and, and Danny Abdia. And, and company. Um, I really wish Danny would have been more productive, um, a better player for them, because it, it honestly could be a huge game changer. Who knows? Maybe in the playoffs he will be. Um, but his stats on the season just were not that good. He did not play that much. He played 23.3 um, minutes this year, it, it, uh, averaging um, 54 games played and, and 6.3 points per game, 41.7% field goal percentage. 4.9 rebounds and 1.2 assists. Now, that's a lot different than how he played overseas. Um, but granted, Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, they're in charge. They're running the show. Maybe one day, uh, Denny will be like that. But as of right now, he is not. So really, I mean, their bench unit isn't the greatest, but it is what it is. Um, 
Yeah, I'm, but I'm really excited about it. Russell Westbrook has completely been going off. He is now the king of the triple doubles um, in NBA history. You know, Bradley Beal is one of the MVP candidates in scoring this year. And, and, and just in general, I do think he definitely is an MVP candidate as well. Um, there is no doubt about that. I know we just read Denny's stats for whatever reason. I was a Denny guy going into the draft. I'm happy the Bulls didn't take him, though. Um, but looking at Bradley Beal's stats over the years, 60 games played, 35.8 minutes per game, 31.3 points per game, 48.5% field goal percentage, 4.7 rebounds a game, 4.4 assists a game. The man just went off. Um, there's no doubt about it. Now, when we're really looking at the other side of things, it's one of those interesting conversations because everyone always says, oh, well, Westbrook just stat pads. It's not really the case if you watch these games. You know, with the Thunder, yeah. With the um, with the Rockets, most definitely stat padded. Um, but with the Washington Wizards, he just plays the game correctly. I don't know how he ends up even getting these triple doubles because it doesn't even look like he's trying to. You know what I mean? Um, the man's just good. And 65 games played, which was a very healthy season for him. And the prior year, he only played 57. Um, and he had a really good bounce back year. Um, 36.4 minutes per game, 22.2 points per game, um, 43.9% field goal percentage, 11.5 rebounds a game, 11.7 assists per game. The man just went off. I was really happy for him. Um, there's no doubt about it. Daniel Gafford's one of those things, too, from the Chicago Bulls. What the fuck, dude? Um, the man's been com- just hooping lately. And I don't know if it was just... A scenery thing or not wanting to be in Chicago or just the way we play but he is completely fucking amazing <laughs> like I, I like Daniel Tice but I mean if we could have kept uh, if we could have kept Daniel Gafford while he was doing this I'd be completely fine with that as well um, but I'm, I'm happy for him you know that's great um, everything it seems to be going very well for him uh, I think he could be a big piece into why they you know make it in why they made it into the playoffs in the first place surprisingly I never would have thought that um I always knew he was a dog but I just never thought he would be a consistent scorer if that makes sense um at least not on the Bulls now that we're looking at the 76ers you know we already said Ben Simmons with the defensive player of the year stats I believe he's averaging like 14 points per game nothing too crazy um but then you look at Joel Embiid 51 games played this year 31.1 31.1 minutes per game, um, 28.5 per- points per game, 51.3% field goal percentage, 10.6 assi- uh, rebounds, and 2.8 assists per game. That is fucking amazing from Joel compared to the year prior where it was 23 points a game, 11 rebounds, and 3 assists. I mean, the man is it damn near doubled it. I mean, he's just been completely putting the team on his back. If he didn't, he played the same amount of games he did last year. If he didn't get injured, he probably would have played somewhere around... 61 to 65. Um, I forget how many games he exactly missed, but it's going to be a really good matchup. I think, you know, Dwight Howard, Danny Green, and all these other guys, I think, uh, I, I don't know if Seth Curry is still on that team. I kind of forget. Um, but they got, they got some hoopers on there. They really do. Um, I'm excited for that matchup. I think it's going to be really good. Next up, we got the New York Knicks, the number four seed versus the Atlanta Hawks, the number five seed. I love this matchup. I love it to death. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that I'm rooting for the Knicks. Tom Thibodeau, Derrick Rose, Taj Gibson, the Chicago Bulls legends for me growing up. Um, not so much Taj, but um, just them in general. Um, I'm just so happy for him. Derrick Rose is a six-man-of-the-year uh, finalist. 
I think he definitely should win it. There's other people that think, oh, uh, someone on Utah should win it or someone on the Jazz should, uh, not the Jazz, not, someone on the Nuggets should win it. I completely disagree. Um, I think at the position the Knicks were in before Thibodeau and Derrick Rose came in midseason, um, it, it was just completely, not so much Tom, but more Derrick came in and just completely just changed the culture. Um, these kids started playing with more heart. I think a part of that is to, to Julius Randle's respect, too. Um, he's coming in. He's, he's, he's definitely an MVP candidate in my eyes. Um, how he's not a finalist over Joel Embiid blows my mind. Um, it's another one of those scenarios where it depends where you play and it depends where you seed. And I think that really doesn't mean anything because you think about it. If you take Joel Embiid off that team, they're still a playoff team. If you take Julius Randle off the Knicks, they probably have the number one overall pick. Let's just be real. Um, Julius Randle this season went insane. In 71 games played, 37.6 minutes per game, he averaged 24.1 points per game, 45.6% field goal percentage, 10.2 rebounds a game, and 6 assists per game. Compared to last year with 19 points. I mean, the, the, man, the man has just been getting crazier and crazier every year. Um, and without a doubt deserves this honor. And I think they're going to make a big splash in the playoffs and surprise a lot of people. You got R.J. Barrett. Um, it would be nice to have Mitchell Robinson back, but I doubt it. Um, and maybe if they go deeper into the playoffs, they could. Um, I forget exactly what happened to him. I think he had like a foot fracture or something or a hand, it's a broken hand or something. Um, I know it was like back-to-back injuries. Like he just got back and he got injured again. So they might have to figure out what they want to do with that center spot. Um, but, you know, you got Emmanuel quickly, Derrick Rose, and, and just so many others. Obi Toppin, um, we'll see how he, he, how he feels about the playoffs, how he wants to act. Because it wasn't a disappointing season from him, but, I mean, all I could really remember was the dunk contest. Um, that's all I really take away from him, from that. But it is what it is. I think it's going to be a great matchup. Now, on the Atlanta Hawks side of things, you've got a great squad, a great young squad. And I'm so excited about this team moving forward because they're really – just another guard away to blend with Trey Young to being really, really, really good. Um, it's all going to come with age, don't get me wrong, but we got to talk about it right now. Trey Young, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Clint Capella, John Collins, Dan- Danilo Gallinari, Lou Williams, DeAndre Hunter, um, Cam Reddish, Chris Dunn, Tony Snell, um, and-, and so many others. I mean... Okongwu and, and, and just it just the list just goes on and on and and I think they're really just one shooting guard away from being really really productive and Trey Young is an absolute beast I love everything about Trey Young's game um Clint Capella you know when he's when he's right he's right and, and when he's healthy he's great and I just think there's a lot that more that goes into it with him and I think we're going to be really, they're going to be really good moving forward. Um, I'm really excited for them. I really think they're in the right direction. If they were to get someone like a Zach Levine, oh my God, it would be fucking insane. Like in 2022, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, you got to think about it. Think about it right now. You have, okay, point guard position, Trey Young, shooting guard position, Zach Levine, Bogdan Bogdanovich at the small forward centers, Clint Capella, um, Okongwu is your power forward. And then you have guys like Cam Reddish. Uh, and and DeAndre Hunter coming off bench. But, I mean, I just wish Cam Reddish could take that next step. I truly do at the shooting guard position. I really just wish he could. Um, he never really exceeded what Duke expected of him, and he hasn't reached that in the NBA. And I think a big part of it was 
playing with R.J. Barrett and Zion. He didn't get as many touches um, at Duke. And his work ethic just lacked. And that's how I truly feel about Cam Reddish. I think he could be a dog if he just changed that mentality. Um, But we'll we'll find out. We'll find out as time goes on. Um, I'm really excited for it. I can't wait. But next series, we got the number three, the Milwaukee Bucks versus the number six, Miami Heat, baby. We got Jimmy Butler back in the playoffs. So happy about it. Um, The rejuvenated Bucks team. Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to be playing against them again. Are they going to make the wall? How is the wall going to be effective? Giannis is becoming a better three-point shooter, a better player all around. Um, I'm really excited about that. The Bucks look completely different than they used to. Um, there's no doubt about that. I mean, we're going to talk about the roster in a second, but first we're going to talk about the Miami Heat because I have them in my mind already. Um, so the biggest thing for the Miami Heat right now that sucks for me is that Victor Oladipo is, is out. He's not going to be playing in the playoffs. He got injured again. He's going to be missing probably another year from what I've heard, um, which is really sad because he's only like 29, 28 years old. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was going to be a big piece for them going into it. I was really excited about it. Um, but right now, you know, they still have, you know, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, who's a defensive player of the year candidate, amazing scorer so far this year. Um, really putting the team on his back while Jimmy was out. Jimmy Butler, um, Gordon Dragic, Chris, uh, not Chris, um, what's his name? Um, you have um, Kendrick Nunn. I'm so sorry, I almost called him Chris Dunn. Um, you have Kendrick Nunn and so many others. I'm really excited. I think they can run it back. Um, that Pat Riley type type of team, you know, you just can't beat it. You can't beat that tenacity. You can't beat that blue-collar work ethic. They're dogs, man. You got to watch out for them. But on the Milwaukee side of things, you got True Holiday, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, Giannis's other brother. You have um, Chris Middleton, P.J. Tucker, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, um, and, and so many others. I mean, the team just looks good. I mean, I just like how they look. They just need to, they just need to continue to blend and continue doing what they're doing. And I think as long as Giannis doesn't get stopped, like with that wall that they usually do with him, um, they'll be completely fine. There's no doubt about it. Um, but like I said, you're still playing against playoff Jimmy. Love playoff Jimmy. If the if the Heat are completely healthy and no issues arise, um, I think they can definitely take that game deep. I think they can definitely beat them again in the playoffs if they if they have to. Um, but yeah, that's it for that. We have the final seeding right now. This is the one that's most exciting to me. The New York Nets, not the yeah the Brooklyn Nets. I'm sorry. Um, the Brooklyn Nets, the number two seed versus the Boston Celtics, the number seven seed. This one's interesting because of Jason Tatum's arrival. Jason Tatum dropped 50-plus points um, on Washington's head the other night to make it into the playoffs, and I'm excited for it. Kyrie Irving's return to Boston again. Um, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Blake Griffin. It's going to be a lot of fun. Joe Harris, it's going to be a lot of fun, and this is going to go fucking nuts. Uh, Steve Nash's first playoff appearance as a head coach. I'm really excited for it. Um, then you're on the other side of things, you know, you got Kimball Walker, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown is out. Uh, I believe he had a season ending injury, which is really upsetting because of how much he was cooking. The man was great. Um, he had an amazing season, but we're going to finally see the, the four, I guess you could call it the four headed beast. If you count Blake Griffin, who completely finessed the Detroit Pistons by telling them that he can't dunk anymore and he's injury prone. He doesn't want to play anymore. And now he's back and he's got like over 20 dunks this season. Or something crazy like that with them. Um, but yeah, my mo- here's what I wanted to talk about. The most exciting thing for me is if Washington could somehow, and they definitely could because they're kind of like a Klay Thompson, Steph Curry type of team right now. 
Um, you know, they don't have their Draymond, they don't have their KD, they don't have their Iguodala yet, but they have Beal and Westbrook, and, and your backcourt is amazing. And they could, let's see, if we're talking about it realistically, if they could somehow knock the 76ers, they would be either playing the Knicks or the Hawks, which if they could beat the 76ers, they could easily beat the Knicks or the Hawks. Then if they do that, the way they're making it right now, potentially, they would play the Heat. No, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. They would just play the Nets right away. See, that's perfect. If Russell Westbrook could somehow get into the conference finals with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. Oh, my God. And Blake Griffin and all of them, of course. But, um... And Joe Harris and them, but it, it's that would KD versus Russ in the conference finals. Woo! That'd be fucking insane. That would be so fucking crazy. Like I literally, I couldn't handle it. Now I'm getting ahead of myself because I don't even. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying that would be insane. I mean, the, oh my god, the, the 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 heat would be crazy. The heat would be crazy. Um, but let's just see how that works out. Games are tipping off tonight. Um, Warriors are out. Um, you know, Spurs are out. All these other teams are out. It's, it's, it's upsetting to see the Warriors, you know, not in the playoffs for a second year in a row because Steph Curry is without a doubt a true Hall of Famer and one of the greatest score, the greatest scorer, um, or not scorer, shooter of all time. Um, but next year, you know, I think next year they're going to be stacked. I truly do believe that. Um, without question, I think the Warriors could make it to the finals next year if fully healthy. You have Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, James Wiseman, um, possibly Kelly Oubre back. You really don't know what you got with that. Um, and, and others. I mean, I'm really excited for him. Steve Kerr still your head coach. I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be really exciting. Hopefully next year my Chicago Bulls are involved. Um, Zach Levine possibly getting someone like Alonzo Ball this offseason or De- De- uh, DeMar DeRozan, maybe even a Kawhi Leonard. Who knows? Um, there's just so much to talk about. I can't wait for the off-season talks, the free agency talks, the draft, uh, the draft with Cade Cunningham and all that's going to be so exciting. But thank you guys for listening. This has been Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Peace out um, and, and just enjoy basketball this weekend, guys.